0: Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a Broadcast of Hope. I'm Dr. Rosalind Clark, here today with Agnes Drew. It's day 1187 since we came back on the air. What's the news, Agnes? Um, it's kind of sad. We're living in the zombie apocalypse. That's something we have to expect from time to time. What happened? I was out on a foraging run yesterday, and I saw a
1: man being attacked by zombies, There were only three of them, but he had broken the staff he'd been using as a weapon. He told me later that he usually used it to hit the zombies over the head, but this one particular zombie? We don't know. Maybe it had a metal plate in its head from something that happened when it was alive. But for whatever reason, the staff broke, and he had gotten too close trying to stab them with the
0: pieces. Oh, no. What happened next? It sounds like you saved him, but... You said the story was sad. I came over
1: and helped, and we put the zombies down. But he'd been bitten during the attack. When we realized, we just kind of looked at each other. The bite was on his shoulder, not the kind of thing that could be amputated. Even if either of us had the first clue about how to do it. We both knew it was helpless. We both just kind of sat there and cried for each other. Two strangers brought together in a moment that could have been one thing, but turned into something much different. Oh,
0: Agnes, I'm so sorry. Did you ask him what he wanted done? I did. He didn't know at first. I told him I wished
1: Deerfield was still around, Do you remember they used to have a thing outside the walls called the Zed Shed where people who were in this situation could have some peace, make final arrangements, and then either restrain themselves so that others could come take care of them or do it themselves?
0: I remember. It was probably the most humane thing in a completely inhumane situation. We all loved that the Zed Shed existed But we hated that it had to. What did you
1: do? We went to a neighborhood nearby and found some rope. He wanted to be restrained so he wouldn't be a danger to others when he turned. We also found something for him to hold on to. Zombies tend not to let go of anything they were holding when they died. And a zombie that can't use its hands is
0: less dangerous. That was smart. I'm sorry you had to go through that. Thanks. Dr.
1: Clark, I know you talk a lot about how coming out of this is going to be a process and that we can't expect it to just suddenly be over one day, but do you think there will ever be a treatment? Something we can do besides amputate the whole arm or leg that got bitten?
0: I don't know, Agnes. I know we all want that but we don't fully understand the mechanism for what causes zombies yet. We know that it's a protozoan parasite, yes, but we don't know much about the life cycle or even how that parasite is animating dead tissue. It's a tough problem and we'll probably need advanced equipment and someone who's actually trained in infectious diseases. I'm a scientist, but my area of expertise is in marine science. I have some of the tools I need to investigate things like this, but it's just not what I studied and prepared for. I know. I guess I'm just looking for something to look forward to. It's so difficult to know what's going on in other parts of the world. Someone might be working on something. Max's ham radio is helping with that a little, but most of what we're hearing isn't anything official. It's just... People talking into the void. But maybe? Maybe someone is trying something like pyrotherapy. What's that? Sounds like you're setting the patient on fire. (laughs) Not quite. But you're in the ballpark. Pyrotherapy is a way of fighting some kinds of diseases by raising the body temperature. A lot of microorganisms require certain conditions to be able to thrive and reproduce. And if you change those conditions for example, make the environment hotter, they can't survive it. So just putting blankets on people? Yes, that was one thing they did. They also used hot water baths, warm air, and electric blankets in addition to regular ones. But the most interesting use of pyrotherapy, in my opinion, was also called malariotherapy. They gave people malaria? They did. Malaria is famous for causing high fevers, and it was judged that the disease they were treating with this technique was worse than the malaria itself. It was a tricky process, though. They had to manage the fever to keep it from getting too high and killing the patient. But it did have some success. They used the technique for about 20 years, and then penicillin was developed, which was much safer treatment. I'll say. What What kind of mindset does someone
1: have to have to think that giving someone one disease might cure them of a different one?
0: A problem-solving mindset. With dangers like the ones we're facing, sometimes a little risk is involved to get to a place where effective treatment can be found. As long as everyone knows the risks and is fully informed about what's being attempted and why it might work, it can still be ethical. Wow, okay, not quite the unqualified, yes, there
1: will be a treatment someday answer that I was hoping for, but still interesting.
0: Thanks, Dr. Clark. You're welcome. Now let's wrap this up. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Dr. Rosalind Clark and Agnes Drew. Take care of each other.